Diana Brown, and you are listening to Radio Star, the studio interviews. Tonight, we have the pleasure of having with us someone who friends, peers, and fans alike have called the young Terry Gar of San Francisco. Welcome, Deborah Wade. Thanks. Thanks, Diana. Thanks for being here. Now, Radio Star had the pleasure of recording some of your work this evening. What is it like for a writer to sit there and listen to the characters spring off the page? Are you often surprised by actors' interpretations? Oh, completely, because it changes every time you hear it. It just depends on who's reading it, and they go in all different directions, and I love it. Now, of the four pieces uh, that Radio Star recently recorded, and you'll be hearing those over the next few months, so definitely make sure you subscribe to Radio Star off the page. Um, tonight we read, wanna, let's go through the titles of those. We read uh, Come Out of the Water. Yeah, Turning on the Heat, Waiting for Jensen, Come Out of the Water, and The Inconstant Moon. That's right. Now, uh, of those four, what is, the, uh, what is the one you most recently finished? The most recent one was The Inconstant Moon. And that, we're not going to have any spoilers afoot, but tell us a little bit about that piece. That's a piece of a couple that have trust issues. Ed dressed up as Romeo and Juliet from a costume party. I'm sure that can lead <laughs> anyone astray if they're dressed as Romeo. But that's not necessarily what the, uh, what the script is about. Now, you have a play coming up, as we mentioned, Hardly Breathing. And you wrote this. It's the mm-hmm. world premiere. And you're also acting in it. Yes, I am. So how <laughs> is it to turn that loose and be in the play and have someone else... Uh, steering your work at the helm as it were well speaking of that I have a phenomenal director Noah Kelly who's just got a wonderful eye for uh, comedy and drama and um, it's very exciting and fun and once again I put on my actor's hat for this so I did write the play but the play just changes given um, the different people that are in it and I'm just having a blast with it I'm thrilled and it's being produced by the Exit, and Ripe, and then Ripe Theater is actually doing. Now, Ripe is a, a company in residence at the Exit. Yes. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So, for our listeners who are not in San Francisco, if you are coming to San Francisco, you definitely. Why don't you uh, let them know when they can see this? Of course, it previews uh, March eighth, and it runs Thursday, Friday, Saturdays through March thirty first. And you're at the Exit. Exit stage left. A a wonderful theaterplex. Now, we're very proud because our artistic director of Radio Star and Radio Star Off the Page Mm -hmm. is actually performing with you. That's right. Mr. Christopher DeYoung, and he's here with us tonight. Yep. Hi, Christopher. Thank you for all of this. It is an honor to be here and doing Deborah Wade's work with Radio Star Off the Page tonight. It was very exciting. We've been working uh, working the angles to try to get her in here. (laughs) Deborah actually guested with us. She's also a talented improviser and has appeared... um, with the Radio Star Improv podcast as well, but this is the first time she's had let us do her scripted work. Um, <laughs> so I, I guess we're we're trying to uh, build the relationship here with our new podcast. I a think we bit. are. We're forging a bridge here. Yeah. I think we've actually been accused of flirting with her and trying to win we her have, over to we our have. side. Do you remember that? We were <laughs> we were all out somewhere and. Um, my wife, I think it was, Diana, it my was. wife Anne saw you and I plotting before Deb came over to the table. I don't know if you know this, Deb. And then Deb came and, and sat down, and, and Diana and I were all over her and, and uh, you know, have complimenting her work and have a seat. And, Here's oh, we really, we've got this new Dramatic Readings podcast and some improv. And so, so basically, I guess Radio Star tried to seduce Deb Wade 
uh, into yes. working with us. And it, apparently it worked. And now, you know, all we can do is hope that it doesn't lead to heartbreak. <laughs> well, now it's my understanding that uh, speaking of a onstage seduction, you guys have... Uh, you, Christopher, and and you, Deborah, have had a bit of a relationship on stage right. in the past. Want to share a little bit about that with our listeners? Well, I know Chris is sexy Rexy from the first play that we were in <laughs> together. Yep. And uh, we had a wonderful scene. I actually played his mother-in-law. To be. To be. And uh, we had a scene where we had to be most of the, through the entire scene, on a couch, uh, passed out under a blanket together. So I don't think we need to say any more about that. <laughs> ah, but the blog, we can't wait for the blog. <laughs> we, had a, we had a nice long wait when we were stage furniture and then suddenly there was this reveal where after two characters had come out and done a scene together and then left the stage, we'd been there the whole time and I finally wake up and peel myself off the couch <laughs> and then it, it's revealed that my mother-in-law-to-be is actually underneath me. Did the audience uh, <laughs> provide an audible gasp at that moment? I, I think we were pretty scandalous. Yeah, we were scandalous yeah. and it was, it was a challenge every night to try not to make each other laugh in front of... We, we tortured each other that way saying that we were going to but we maintained our professionalism. We did. You never <laughs> no broke. complained. Well, we broke all the time. But we were under a blanket. Yeah. As long as we didn't shake too much, it was yeah. fine. Totally professional. Completely. Now, I understand uh, originally when casting um, Hardly Breathing, you perceived Chris playing a particular role. And when he came in and read for you, he, he actually went a completely different direction. Can you talk about that? Yes, we uh, saw him as playing the, the somewhat heroic character of Charlie, who's steadfast and forthright and uh, the main character William who's nervous and um, fearing his marriage with his fiance uh, f- afraid of heights we had had a staged reading and the characters always played much more nervous not oh let's just say it, it's not just a big hunk like Chris is so when we Chris came in and did this reading it was just wonderful he brought so many different parts to it that we suddenly thought this this is William I had I had that thing happen to me that actors pray for which is that you are surprised when you show up at the audition by who is there that you get to audition with um you know and it turns out to be somebody good for you in my case it was the amazing talented Trish Tillman Ah, who was at that audition and I did not remember that she had participated in the reading of this project before and I I've done improv with Trish for years, and she's brilliantly funny. So if you have to pick anybody to make you look good on stage, I, uh, um, you know, pay a dollar to have it be Trish. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. They have great chemistry, and and um, we also have Mark. Rachel is playing the part of Charlie, so it's a wonderful ensemble cast. Everybody's under- an improviser. Mark is active in an improv company. Mm-hmm. Deborah, of course, is an improviser. Absolutely. Trish is an improviser. So everybody has this, I don't know, I just it's like there's a different sensibility. Everybody's very comfortable screwing around and having fun, which gets you into the right headspace. That's right. Yeah. So more spontaneity, perhaps, than a, a non-improvising cast? I think so. It's I think looser. It, Nobody's yeah. worried. Nobody's worried. And the warm-ups are a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> now, Deb, um, when did you, you've been an actor for some time, but mm-hmm. when did you decide to start writing? And what was the, the impetus, if, for lack of a word, that made you decide to put pen to paper or well, fingers on the I keyboard. When I was four years old, no, <laughs> I won't go back that far. She but was born. <laughs> I actually uh, 
from when I was very young, I always wanted to be an actor. And when I got into college, I suddenly got tired of uh, just being in the theater group. And I became an English major. And I became just, that's what I wanted to do was be a writer. And uh, and so I, that's when I started writing. And then once I graduated and was a couple years out, of course, that acting bug came back and bit me hard. And so I got back in and sort of married the two, acting and writing, and they work out really well together. Well, I can attest her, in addition to being a fine writer, or a fine actress as well, so it's to our benefit that you decided to ride both horses simultaneously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess the other thing I want to take a, a quick second to talk to you about is um, you uh, had a one-person show, and I, I was a big fan of, of the subject matter, so when I learned about this, I... I I definitely wanted to see it. I never had the opportunity to see it. Collecting Clues with Nancy Drew. Do you think you'll ever bring that back? I've thought about it, actually, and I I have done some rewrites on it, and I would like to bring it back. And it's uh, just a a fun piece. Some of the things in that come come back. uh, Just this thing we did tonight, Turning on the Heat. It's my obsession with death as a child. (laughs) And when I first discovered that you could die, I I was constantly on the lookout for anything that might a car my parents oh you don't die till you're really really old and I would find clippings in the newspapers oh this kid look at it's very dark but um it's just something I I thought everyone was obsessed with that and then I got to a certain age and that's what goes on in this piece of you know boy's death boy's death which one should I and I went with boys Go with boys. Always go with boys. (laughs) Now, um, our one of our producers, well, our executive producer of Cassandra's Call and Radio Star, he read that piece with you tonight. Dan, just tell us about that experience. Oh, it was interesting because I actually saw it staged with Ripe Theater, who Deb works with, um, about a year ago. Arithmica, that was the Yeah, just about a year ago. So it's interesting to approach a script that you've already seen enacted on stage. And then I also, we all read various parts beforehand, so I also heard Zach Stern doing a pass-through as well. So it's a, it's a great script, one of my favorites, actually, of the four. But I also had to both appreciate and try and block out the two takes on a character I'd already heard and seen, which is always, normally if you're doing a play that's had a film production, you don't want to watch the movie. And you're told, no, 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 don't, don't do that. That's um, true. Because you will then ape that, that character. So, but the great thing with the writing is that it's nicely flexible and the character is defined but not too rigid that you can go different directions. You can make him a little more faux bold or a little more mealy or a little this or a little more clumsy or a little more shy. And there's lots of neat little ways you can create this person. And which well, is great to do in like five, six pages. And you'll get a chance to hear, Dan. And as I mentioned, we did uh, have the pleasure of recording that, and that'll be up in the next few weeks. And Deborah, before we go, I want to thank you so much for being here. She really is a triple threat. She writes, she acts, she improvises. And some of you may not know this, but she does a mean imitation of Shirley Temple. Can I ask no, you to indulge no. us right now? <laughs> no, Diana, I'm not going to sing Animal Crackers in my soup. That would be embarrassing. Come on, Deb. Please. What? You're among friends. Sing. 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 Calls are coming in. Wait, can you just turn the ringing phones down? Deb, your public is clamoring for this. 
Animal crackers in my soup. Monkeys and rabbits loop the loop. My oh me, don't I have fun swallowing animals one by one. Should I go on? All right, you really got to see the smile. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We are delighted Thank that you, you are here with us today, and we want you to come back and definitely be on um, both sides of the page, writing and performing with us. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Diana Brown, Christopher DeYoung, Dan Wilson, and of course, the triple threat herself, Deborah Wade. Radio Star, the studio interviews, is a Cassandra's Call production. 